Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. Keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Eve Cox, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope and the, on the questions Americans are afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Thank you, Eve Queen, for being with us this morning. How are you doing? It's a bright, sunny morning here in the ATL. How doing okay, Queen? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Glad to have you with us. It's your first time in the saddle with us. So, you know, all the truth seekers out there say, hey, we haven't heard this name before. So, you know, you got a lot to live up to. Uh, my girl, Christy K. Oh, wow. hold me, held me down the first two years. And then I've been pulling in powerful queens over the years to help me get through this thing because we always like to have you know since that woman's perspective on anything that we're doing we also have a special guest on the line with us Asia robinson how are you doing queen thank you as this is your first visit as a guest to the mental dialogue talk show how are you doing this morning um if you will queen you say hello to the truth seekers and let people know just a little bit of your background uh and you know and why, why you think i pulled you on this show because i know you you do your show, Locked and Loaded, so you can speak about that as well and, and share. Uh, uh, you know, just glad to have you with us this morning. How you doing, Queen? Um, good morning. How are you? Um, and how are you uh, as well, Miss Eve? I actually, um, I've never been on here before, but, of course, I've done podcasting. Um, I do have a show that we do on every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time called Locked and Loaded, where we also talk about uh, an array of different subjects that a lot of people are scared to touch on. And um, I think because of my uh, open-mindedness and my perspective on different topics is the reason why you pulled me in on this show to add to the conversation. So I'm excited to be here amongst you guys, and uh, hopefully we could get some insight and different perspectives on using the terms kings and queens in our community. Uh, Absolutely. So letting the cat out the bag, if you are a first-time listener, we attack all of our subject matter in the form of a question. Again, I go by the name, a.k.a. Black Socrates. So to a certain extent, uh, um, the Socratic method, where I say asking the right questions to get to the right answers, and to a certain extent, well, obviously calling this show, and I'm willing to do this as we always say, question everything uh, to a certain extent. We're calling this show to task because 
If you're a long-time listener, you know that I do refer uh, to our listeners as kings and queens. And this morning's discussion question is, should African-Americans refer to themselves as kings and queens so we are not above uh, questioning ourselves, if you will. Again, this is a term I've been using years well before even doing this show. And if, again, if you're a first-time listener, we're five years rolling. It sneaks up on me. And so, yeah, we're doing, we've been doing this for five years. But to get into this morning's discussion question, I have a little unique way that I like to start. And so, again, both of y'all being first time uh, on the show, so see if we can pull this off. But it's pretty simple. And so I'll start with you, Eve, again. Thank you for co-hosting with me. When you heard this morning's discussion question, and, again, we, you know, we kind of got together and explored a couple of questions. This is the one that we ended up discussing, and I think it is a needed discussion because people feel different ways about it. Some people agree with it. Some people like it. Some people dislike it. Some people are offended by it. Uh, but before we get into your deeper thoughts, I always like to ask if you can recall when you first saw that this was the show we would do. Can you recall your first initial thought without going too deep, just what came to mind? It could even be something off topic. I like to get just the first thought when you hear the question worded as, should African Americans refer to themselves as kings and queens? What was your first thought? Do you recall that? Uh so, yeah, my first thought was I could see why that would be a question um, for, you know, this show, um, because I do see it from both perspectives. So that was the first thought, is that I could see that being a good topic to um, tackle this morning. Sounds good. So so we picked a good topic for your first time host on co-hosting on the show. So thank you, you know, glad to know we figured that part out. Um, DeAsia, I'm going to throw it back to you. I know you, again, you know I pulled you to the show because we like to delve on different perspectives about these different types of shows. But before you get too deep in how you actually feel about this question, uh, when I called you to say, hey, do you mind coming on for this particular show? Can you recall the first thought that came to your mind without going too in-depth we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to get into, um, you know, more thoughts after that commercial. But if you will, just your first thought and, you know, when you heard that question. Um, I thought it was a good question as well. Um, I definitely understand that a lot of different people have a lot of ways on how they approach it, what they think of it. And I felt like it would be a good topic to have because um, when there are people who use the term, um, and someone may or may not like it, then, you know, they feel like, you know, there has to be an alternative or they may like a more derogatory term. So I really felt like it was a good topic to have to just clear the air. And so each side of the coin to be expressed, whether it's those people who like the term and those people who don't like the term, where well, we can have the discussion to actually get a better understanding of how each person is looking at it instead of feeling like because I'm using a word of endearment that you should just be uh, receptive of it. So I really felt like it was a good topic to have when I first looked at it. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so I'm glad that I got, got y'all both the Queen's approval. So I'm starting out on the good foot, considering that I am one who, as I've already said, we're calling to a certain extent calling this show the task because I am one who quite often and for years have been referring to um, African-Americans and as kings and queens, again, prior to even coming to this show. 
and I choose to do the same thing on this show. And really just kind of taking, um, you know, just just deciding I could just do it, right? Um, but again, over the years, I've definitely seen and had discussions with people who, who disagree with it or don't like it. Uh, the age, you may not recall this, but some, a, a little while back, and this is kind of partly why I pulled you to the show, I think you, we, you and I had a Facebook dialogue, dialogue maybe almost a year ago, and so I remembered that, and I said, you know, the agent has a different perspective on this, and so I wanted to, as always, again, if you're a first-time listener, we try to bring all sides. We welcome all opinions uh, on different subject matters. We are that place where you uh, can basically bring your passion, and we just respect for each other. We, we actually have dialogue. So, again, that's for uh, if you are first-time tuning in. Uh, but, again, from my perspective, um, sharing it out there and even putting out there to say, hey, what do y'all think of this topic? For me, it was kind of, um, again, someone who does use it, cards blunts, if you will, across the board. But, again, having been challenged on it, I said, okay, well, it's worth exploring. What I'll share real quickly before we go to break is um, I definitely wanted to it wanted it to be a, a term of endearment considering that we've had – uh, we've taken on some other terms of endearment over the years that, uh, and you'll hear that in the cut after we go to the break, uh, other terms that in a sense we've developed and used over the years and myself choosing to no longer use uh, some of those terms. I said, well, let me adopt this term um, as an as a, as a aspiration and as a term of endearment that, in my opinion, was better than some of the words we, that we still use, I, again, no longer use. Uh, but I definitely want to kind of start there, if you will. So we're going to go to this first break. Uh, make sure y'all are listening to the cut within the break, and um, we'll kind of start there, and then we'll open up the phone lines as well to get this more discussion started. So, again, thank both both of you queens for being with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Yeah, brother, what do you want? You ain't no kid to me. That's right, and we ain't your brother. How come you college motherfuckers think y'all run everything? Hey, you see a problem here? Big problem. I heard that. You come to our town year after year and take over. We was born here, gonna be here, and gonna die here, and can't find jobs because of you. Yeah. Right. Uh, can, can we go? Okay, can we just hey, go? We may not have your education, but we ain't dirt neither. And ain't nobody said all of that, all right? You Mr. Parks are always talking down to us. Look, brother, I'm real sorry that you feel that way, okay? I'm really sorry about that. Are you black? Take a look in the mirror, man. Look, man, you got a legitimate beef, all right? But it ain't with us, okay? Are you black? Hey, look, man, don't let me question the fact whether I'm black. In fact, I was going to ask your country, Bama ass, why you got them drip, drip chemicals in your head. That's right, <laughs> goddammit. And then come out in public with a shower cap on your head. Like a fucking bitch. Who you calling the bitch, bitch? Well, if the shoe fit. Now, I bet you niggas do think y'all white. College don't mean shit. Y'all niggas. And you gonna be niggas forever. Just like us. Niggas. 
You're not niggas. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Eve Cox. This morning's discussion question, should African-Americans refer to themselves as kings and queens? Our special guest is Asia Robinson, as you just heard a cut. Most of you may have called that from school days. And you basically hear Samuel L. Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne going back and forth in that scene. And, again, I wanted to start there because that's my history to moving to the term. And, again, wanted to get, you know, both of your thoughts on it. But um, niggas and bitches, these are terms that we've taken on. If you haven't figured out out there, we are not a politically correct show. We keep it raw, keep it real. Uh, but with that said, these are terms that uh, within our community we've adopted over the years, especially being part of this, if you will, hip-hop generation. Uh, and so um, using those words, um, when we say terms of endearment, even with love, uh, you know, the older generation quite often uh, has challenged us as a hip-hop generation, say, hey, why are y'all sticking with these words that have been so negative? And to a certain extent, uh, we've chosen to say back to the older generation, we flip those words, like the highest form of love could be my nigga, my bitch, if you will. As terrible as that may sound, that is a truthful part of this generation. Uh, but over the years, as I got older, matured, I said, you know what, um, I'm starting to see these words get used, uh, in a sense, outside of our community. Never was a fan of that. I grew up in the South, and, and I definitely have for misusing those words, definitely not meeting them in a loving way outside of our, outside of our community. But as I got older, I started seeing, hey, with hip-hop, traveling the world, you know what? I want to lose this term. It it has been so negative. And so I decided to stop using the term. And maybe a year after using the term, stop using the term, I started referencing us as kings and queens for me as an aspiration for the community. But again, I have seen, seen have received some backlash or been in dialogues um, saying, you know, maybe you should, no, you should not. And I've kind of stuck with it. Um, so, Eve, I'll start with you again. I just wanted to give the context for, in a sense, why I've chosen to use it on this show on a regular basis and just kind of hear your thoughts about that as well as your own thoughts. Go ahead, Queen. All right. Thank you, Montoya. I have to just start by saying I enjoyed that clip from school days um, to hear it um, without having the visual. Um, it was good. Um, but I also wanted to say that um, words have power. So that's just a, you know, a belief that I hold, that every word that I use or choose to use has absolute power. It can either build you up or it can tear down. Um, even the words that I speak, um, myself talk. Um, so, you know, when I think about, you know, hip-hop, you know, culture and how, you know, the word nigger and, you know, niggas and bitches, they're used, um, you know, just constantly. Um, I have no problem with that, okay? But I do understand what it does to its listener. Um, And I do understand how, you know, it can, you know, like with my parents, I would never listen to, um, you know, certain songs around her just out of respect for her. Um, same thing with my child. I wouldn't listen to certain music around her. 
um, until she got, you know, to be a certain age. And then, you know, of course, I became more relaxed with that. Um, But I'm saying all of that to say those words do have power. Um, And I think it's, you know, depending upon the person um, who's hearing the words, um, perception is everything. Um, So I just, you know, basically wanted to just, um, you know, say that, you know, words have power. We can, they could be used to build up or be used to tear down. I definitely um, agree with that thought. We've used, we've talked about that on many occasions um, on different subject matters, you know, to get the fight that you can speak life with the tongue, if you will. Um, DeAsia, again, just kind of giving the context, at least I started in a sense why I chose to start using it um, for, you know, again, from the standpoint of as a term of endearment, as a, as a way of speaking where I would like to see our community in a sense aspire to. I know some use it from the idea of just throwing this out and definitely want to get your thoughts, but some even use it from the idea of saying, you know, talking about historically, we were kings and queens. So some people have started using it in a sense for that reason. Again, I've used it more as just aspiration and choosing to get rid of uh, those negative words, again, growing up using them myself, but just in my own maturity deciding I would no longer use it. I, I love us to death, so I want to speak empowerment and use those words powerfully as Eve just discussed. So, again, um, so that's my thoughts. You can definitely address me personally, if you will, or any other aspect of it. Uh, but, again, I just wanted to start there because I wanted to be a switch from the from that term to these terms, if, if in a sense, if I had my way. Again, not putting it on everybody, but that's how I came to use it, particularly on this show. Go ahead, Queen. If I definitely understand your reasoning behind using it. Uh, using the terms king and queen. And like you said, everyone has their different reason as to why they transition from using nigga and bitch and now they're using king and queen, whether it's just for aspiration or, like, historical reasons. Um, Personally, I feel like it's feel-good rhetoric. Um, I don't actually feel like it's necessary to uplift people. The reason why... Is because in reality, there are nigga and bitches. In reality, everybody isn't a king and a queen. So for me to say that everyone, every just because they're a black person, that they're a king, and just because they're a black woman, they're, they're a queen, um, I think that's just feel-good rhetoric. Um, when we want to, a lot of times we blame hip-hop for um, some of the, things that has happened negatively in our community, but we have to understand that hip-hop is a vessel in order for us to speak our reality around us. So in reality, there are niggas and bitches in reality, you know, so there's hoes in reality, you know, in, in these people environment around them from what they're telling their stories from those type of people actually exist. So for me, I began to kind of feel like um, when people use the terms king and queen, I definitely understand that some people like yourself, Montoya, you use it for a sense of like um, aspiration or whatnot. And that's absolutely, that's absolutely okay. But in, in, in some ways um, that could get misconstrued because mm-hmm. it's kind of like 
when you're using it as an, an alternative for another word, it's as if always called ourselves niggas and bitches, which we hadn't. And a lot of times what ends up happening when people use it for aspiration is if you run across someone like myself who mm-hmm. I can respect people who use those terms, but also I don't feel like it's necessary. So if I were to ask you, hey, can you not call me a queen? Then the next thing the person would say who use it for aspiration, not saying you, but in general, the next thing the person would say, well, what would you like for me to call you a bitch? And it's like they only because the only alternative to calling me a bitch is to call me a queen. And if I don't want to be called the queen, then we got to revert to calling me a bitch as if that has to be descriptive of who I am in the first place. Why not just call Mm -hmm. me by my name? Because my name have just as much power as this vanity title that you have given me. So that's that's love, my I'm that's sorry, my perspective. On no, no, absolutely no. I wanted to finish up. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I love I'm, the call. I'm done. I mean, that's just I, my I recall, perspective on it. Okay, no, no, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I mean, even in our dialogue, the reason you and I were able to have a dialogue, and again, you may not recall it. But I just always have a, an ability to recall conversations from long ago. Um, but in our dialogue, the reason you and I were able to dialogue was because I didn't revert back to that. Like you say, what you quite often get is, well, what do you want me to call you? You know what I mean? It's, you know, I did definitely didn't go there, but as you were explaining to me when we were dialoguing, that is, that is often the case. And I can admit I've seen, you know, I'll say men in particular, I've seen them do that, right? Like like you said, I don't want to be called that. So they're looking at you like, oh, you want to be, you know, looked at as less than. Like that's kind of how they're receiving it uh, and, and using it from that standpoint. Like they should have a right to call you what they want to call you. And again, while I'll use the term for aspiration and really, again, kind of take the liberty to refer to anyone who calls the show uh, with that in mind, when you and I dialogue, I definitely didn't think I had the right or, or you know, the ability to demand that you let me call you that. Because at the end of the day, um, all, like you said, although I may be using it for a cool reason or a good reason, the reality is no people that don't know me don't know my intent. And so... Um, they, you know, they've had, the, you know, for the example you just gave, if they've had that bad experience where somebody demands that they be able to call you that, they don't know that I'm using it any different. So I have to, to a certain extent, respect that perspective. Um, Eve, as you hear DeAsia break down her perspective about uh, Queen, any thoughts to what she had to say? And we'll st- try to open up the phone lines. If you're on the phone lines, you do have to press one if you want to get in on this morning's discussion. The number to get in if you're get in if you're online is six four six. Seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, you have to press one to let us know you want to give us your three cents. Um, but Eve, any thoughts to what Deja broke down and why she prefers it not to be used, or how she sees it as just simply a term of vanity that is not needed? Any thoughts uh, from you, Queen? Yeah. Um, so, as I, I mean, your Deja, your perspective is very real. Um, I just want to say I appreciated uh, the rawness. Um, but for sure, um, I don't have a, a negative experience with the word or being called queen. Um, I just, you know, over my life, I've never had that encounter where you either chose to let me call you queen or you choose to let me call you a bitch. I've just never had that experience. So 
um, just, you know, taking it back, Montoya, to just when I met you, I mean, early on in our interaction, you know, I noticed that you do refer to men and women as kings and queens. Um, and so that's never, you know, just when I heard it, you know, for the first time um, in conversation with you, whether you were talking to me directly or just referring to someone else um, with one of those titles, it was always a positive thing for me. Um, it, to me, it just demonstrated, um, you know, where you place um, your people, um, and so, you know, like Deja said, everybody's not a king, everybody's not a queen. Um, but I think, um, you know, with the way that you use it, Montoya, is the people that you interact with, they are kings and queens. So it's natural to um, use it as much as you do because those are the people you interact with, um, whether, you know, it's, you know, you're calling them a queen because of, you know, vanity reasons, beauty or whatever, or just the way they carry themselves. Um, and so I get it. Everybody's not carrying themselves, um, you know, in a way that we would consider to be a queen or a king. Um, but there are times where the title is appropriate. Um, so I just don't have a personal disliking for the title or even hearing other people, um, you know, refer to kings and queens. I just don't have a a negative, um, you know, feeling about it, if that makes no, sense. No, it makes sense. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's just been your experience, and Deja gave her experience. That's what we do. We're having this dialogue. We actually have a caller that wants to get in. Let's get to a couple of callers that want to get in and see what they have to Say this morning. Area code four zero four last three one eight seven. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Good morning. This is Sherv Don. I'm calling from Atlanta, and the head queen of of Atlanta. Okay, (laughs) right. To know me is to know that that's my word. Okay, (laughs) like between me, everything to me. Um. And uh, what what I just wanted to say is that I think sometimes we operate in extremes. And so I do understand um, when I believe Deja said that some people are, you know, niggas and bitches. I understand that opinion. I don't agree. I don't believe that there's a nigga or a bitch out here. Um, Excuse me. um, Because those terms were created to destroy. But to the flip side, the other queen, and I apologize if that's offensive, but she, she talked about the power of words. And if someone constantly calls you something, isn't it possible that you start to behave in the way that you have been defined, right? In the black community, young black girls have been called fast and, you know, all type of negative terms for years. And sometimes people just start to behave that way. When you call people thugs and niggers and ignorant and stupid, they just start to behave that way. So if we know that and that's been proven, the power of words in that way to diminish people, to mentally control and destroy people, imagine what could happen if we use the same power of words to uplift people. Because in my experience in calling people queens, 
I've absolutely encountered women who were taken aback initially. Like, who, you talking to me? Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the good thing has been over time, those same women have gotten to the habit of using queen just as frequently. And I see the change in their behavior, their demeanor, how they react to people. Because when, you, when people tell you you're royal, eventually you feel like you got to live up to that. But if people call you a bitch, eventually you start to live up to that. If you keep calling people niggas, eventually they feel like they got to live up to that. So whether you use queen or not, I just don't like the idea that we're either one extreme or the other. People are what we create them to be. Nobody was born a bitch. Nobody was born a nigga. Something built them up to become that. And maybe you was a part of that by calling them bitch and nigga in passing or letting them listen to music that calls them bitch and nigga in passing. Imagine if they grew up only hearing people calling them kings and queens all the time. What kind of communities would we have? So that's why I'm committed to the term queen. But I did have a young lady that said, you know, I'm not queen. My name is XYZ. So if you tell people I don't want to be called queen, in my opinion, in that same voice, in that same statement, you should tell them what you want to be called. And that could possibly eliminate them saying, oh, so do you want me to call you bitch? No need to say that. King, I already got you. Don't call me queen. My name is Sherdon. Because lastly, I do feel power in name. I love my name. I've never taken on a nickname outside of just celebrating us as kings and queens. But that's my nah, Thank you for that three cents. <laughs> nah, I love it. I love it. And to be fair to the Asia, now she does clearly tell people call me by my name. So just to get, you know, in that in that small part of the scenario, I'm gonna let her kind of respond to hearing um, a couple of queens say, "Hey." They've had positive experiences with it, and this, we're not kidding one another against each other. We're just diving into the, uh, to the, you know, to the idea and the nuance of this. Um, but I will, I will also say, Shadun, obviously being a, a regular caller and a member of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, uh, and we call ourselves Mental Dialogue. That definitely um, played a role, and you know, as you've already said, you respect in a sense why I do it. But it's also that too. Um, you know, Eve, you're right. Most of my circles are people who carry themselves in their way. But I've also wanted to be, you know, see young, let young people see us refer to each other in that way, particularly in our community because of our particular history here in America. Because when the agent, when you say, um, I don't see it as necessary, I actually understand that thought process. I And, and I'm not going against you with this, but when I say I understand it, uh, with, without the history that we've had here, I would actually agree 100%, uh, but here in America, and I'm not fighting for it, again, just speaking to why I've chosen to use it, and again, I know you agree with this part of it, again, you know, so I'm not, again, I'm not attacking you with this, uh, but the but is what Shadon said in the sense that I know every day in, in our music that young people are hearing that, and so just I've had that same experience where people kind of stick their chests up, not just because of the first time I use it, I've even had a neighbor of mine who finally noticed that's what I said, that he literally openly said to me, I like that. He was taken aback. And, again, I know these are, these are not things that you're not aware of, um, but, again, I just wanted to kind of put all that out there and let you kind of take it on, Queen. So, if you will, uh, you know, give us your thoughts in, in, in the nuance of what I've said and as well as you're done. Go ahead, Queen. I could definitely appreciate everything that they said, and um, it, all, it all makes sense. 
uh, my perspective on using the terms king and queen is not rooted in negativity. It's not a thing where I feel like it's something negative. Of course not. Um, the question mm-hmm. at hand is whether it's necessary. So in order for us to propel forward as a community, those particular terms, king and queen, it register as something different to me than it may to somebody else. Like I look at it from a literal sense. I'm really not one of those people that is into feel-good rhetoric. The same way mm-hmm. where um, Shadon was saying about, you know, we live in extremes. She's absolutely correct. And that's the reason why I was saying, like, some people feel as though, okay, well, we're stuck with nigga and bitch. So since we're stuck with this, we got to find something else to, to counteract that. Um, and no, and it, nobody has the, even amongst my homegirls or whatever, I don't play that we calling each other bitches and all of that. I don't do that. You know, I never, I didn't come up like that. I understand the reality of it, though, that people do that, and some people use it in words of endearment and things like that. That doesn't necessarily mean that everyone else does that. So for me, it's like when I hear the term king and queen, I look at it as the literal sense. I look at it um, as, okay, if you're a king and you're a queen, so I'm going to help. Yeah, I'm sorry about it, Queen. I'm going to have to go to the break, and then you can go into that thought, come out of break, and we'll get to the next caller. Sorry about that. I'll have to jump this break in. We'll be right okay. back. I'm sorry about that. No, absolutely. You're listening to the Myth of Dialogue talk show. One of our sponsors, Square Business Entertainment. This is a new cut from Taylor Pace, Eyes on You. We have to definitely take care of our sponsors. Hope you all enjoy this music. that white girl for me? My milk of magnesia. Oh! Oh, after the devil made you, he broke the mold. But maybe you and I could, uh, make a little jungle feeding? Hey, <laughs> this one to all my dead homies, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, all right. 
Now that there is something special. How come you talk all that noise about white men and then go date white women, fool? Welcome back to the Vince Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Eve Cox. Our special guest is Deja Robinson. But this morning's discussion question, should African-Americans refer to themselves as kings and queens, as you hear a somewhat funny cut from uh, Don't Be a Menace While Drinking, what I forgot the whole name of that crazy movie, The Wayne's Brothers, uh, but just a cut. Uh, you hear this quite often as well. The kings and queens have been has long been used, quote unquote, inside of the conscious community. But sometimes uh, you find that some of those very same brothers, are, quote unquote, if you will, dating outside the race. Uh, it's not something I particularly have an issue with, uh, but again, it comes up especially uh, within the conscious community. But there's, if you will, go ahead and finish your thought uh, again because I was definitely following you, and then we'll jump into that aspect as well. Go ahead. Chris. <laughs> Oh, okay. So basically for me, it's like I look at it at, at it as a literal sense, right? And so um, growing up, I wasn't like indoctrinated in a lot of things. So I always was the um, kid that um, was encouraged to think critically, you know, so I wasn't indoctrinated in a lot of things. So for me, the way that I view things is a lot different because a lot of things that has like an impact on other people doesn't have an impact on me, but I do know that it's not all about me. So for me, I look at it like this. We're oppressed people. And so to, for, for me, it, it, it sounds a little weird. I don't, we don't, we don't need to call ourselves niggas and bitches. We could say, hey, let's not call ourselves niggas and bitches. That's one thing. That doesn't mean we have to find, like, some type of alternative. We never should have been calling ourselves that to begin with. So when I look at you're calling me a queen and I'm calling you a king, but we're oppressed. When you're a king and a queen, you're a king of something. You're a queen of something. So being that we are oppressed people, it registered me. What are we? I'm the queen of oppression. You're the king of oppression. We're not rulers of any independent state. So when using those terms, it does do a number in my head is because now I'm going to look at it in a literal sense like, okay, I'm the queen of what? You know, like if you're the king of the, no, you're a lion, you're question. the king These of the jungle. Just... So it's like just using the word is just for vanity purposes. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, if someone called me a queen, it doesn't, do anything for me like it may do for somebody right. else so for for me it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's used or not i'm not going to right. like interrupt a person and be like hey don't call me a queen no it's not that right. it just yeah. doesn't do anything for me i just don't feel like it's necessary if it does something for others then that's absolutely okay but at the end of the day it doesn't it it, it may change your it may make you feel good for a while, but it's not changing your state of being. You're still oppressed. So I don't see how so, they're actually helping us move forward as a community. Now, I respect the thought, um, you know, basically what you're really, what, what I hear you saying ultimately is for you personally, no need to apply. I also think I hear inside of that, and I want to hear Eve's thoughts before we go to the next caller. Um, I also think I hear inside of that, to a certain extent, when your own personal self-esteem is where it's necessary, you don't need terms positive or negative because you see yourself 
as such. And I would even offer, uh, even in you know me agreeing with her done, and I still continue to use it uh, for the reasons that she said. Uh, I would even offer, uh, I'm in a sense using the term quote unquote for some level of upliftment with with the, with with love before I leave this you know this green earth if you will with love that it become unnecessary because more of the community is leave, living up to a standard and because I do think words are powerful um, I do think it can change your circumstances if you start to believe positively um, again that's just my thoughts on it but I think I do hear you ultimately saying um, ultimately unnecessary because you know what I'm saying unnecessary when your esteem or we'll even say collectively your race esteem is when where where it should be it becomes right. unnecessary I think that's kind of where you're at already because of how you personally see yourself is what I think I heard Eve um, your thoughts it, on what exactly. Major had to say nah fair enough let me hear your thoughts on what you had to say, um, what she had to say, and then we'll go to a call. All right. So I just want to start with um, what I think I heard both Deja and Shardon say. Um, uh, Deja doesn't, you know, you know, feel that you have to uplift other people. Um, and I don't really know, you know, exactly – what you meant by that i don't i want to ask you are you saying that just on a just in general we don't have a responsibility to uplift other people or were you just Um, saying with using the words queen and king no i i'm not saying that we don't have i'm a literal person so it's one of those Mm -hmm. like it's like i actually say what it is that I'm meaning. Um, As far as uplifting others, I'm not saying that we don't have a responsibility to uplift others. Right? I don't, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. We definitely have a a responsibility to uplift others and, you know, and, and speak positively to ourselves and uplift ourselves as well. The question is at hand is whether or not it's actually necessary. So using the, 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 the term, if I never if I never were to call another woman a queen, I still have ways that I can uplift that woman. I don't have to call you a name in order to speak life into you. You know, I can still call you by your actual name and speak life to you. I don't have to give you a term. See, we say that words have you know, word has power, but words also have meaning. So when you're talking to someone who think about the meaning of a word that you're using, then I'm going to also look at, okay, if you look up the meaning of a king and you look up the meaning of a queen, then you're calling me these terms that we're living in an oppressive state that we're not actually, we're not, we're kings and queens of oppression. So it's like, for me, it's starting looking at not that you're necessarily uplifting me when you use those terms. It just becomes like a vanity thing to me. It's just a vanity title to me. And it may be something different for other people. That's the reason why I said it's absolutely okay to use those terms if, you know, it does something for other people. But it's just like with any other word that's in the dictionary, it has a meaning to it. So just using these words just because it's like, okay, it's going to uplift the people, 
But then what if that person go look at the meaning of it and it's like, okay, there's an actual meaning to the word king. There's an actual meaning to the word queen. And it's a ruler of an independent state. We're oppressed people. Now, We're not sovereign people. Yeah, so to use those terms, no, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. It might do something no, for somebody it. else, but it just doesn't do anything for me. No, I think I think we're clear on that. I think what happened was just when you put out the the concept of we don't have to do it. She wanted to understand, you know, what, did you mean it in the context of king and queen? Which I think we now understand that's exactly how you meant it. Or was you did you? She didn't because of how you said it generally. She didn't know if you felt she wanted to be fair to you before she made her point. Um, uh, whatever you know, whatever yeah. that might be, and I'll let her finish. But it was just being fair to you to make sure she understood what you meant by it before making her point. Again, that's kind of how I'm just. Than the decipher net. Go ahead, Eva. No. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So thanks for clearing that up for me, Deja. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so for me, it's not necessary for me to use the word king and queen because, like you mentioned, there's other ways for me to uplift a person. So I don't necessarily – it throws me back initially if I hear it especially if I don't know you. Um, because the first thing that comes to my mind is you don't know that about me. Um, but then right. I also uh, I also understand what you're saying as far as kings and queens and the definition. Okay, I'm a very literal person as well. The words have meaning. And so when, um, you know, when I hear it, um, I think that if the goal is to get younger generations to um, move away from being called bitches and, and niggas, if the goal is to use the words king and queen to try to um, distance the younger generation from those terms, they're, they're very literal, they question everything. And so for them to not knowing what a king or queen is, because, I mean, let's be honest, it's not taught that way um, to them in school, they're going to look at the definition. They're going to YouTube it, oh, Google it, whatever. And there's going to be an array of definitions for or pictures for what a king is and what a queen is. So I don't think it's going to have, you know, um, a lasting impact with younger generations. Now, I can hear those thoughts. We're actually up against the breaks on the run to the break, and okay. 306 will get you in coming out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. 
But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. Let me talk my Stu Scott. Excuse me, I'm on my Tupac. Keep your head up. When did you stop? Love and thy color of your skin, color of your eyes. That's the real blues, baby. You blew me away. You think more beauty in blue, green, and gray. On my Solomon up north, 12 years a slave, 12 years of age, thinking my shade too dark. I love myself. I no longer need Cupid enforcing my dark side like a young George Lucas. Light don't mean you smart. Being dark don't make you stupid. That frame of mind for them busters ain't talking woo-ha. Need a paradox for the paradox. They tutored like two tides. LL, you lose two times. If you don't see you're beautiful in your complexion, it ain't complex to put it in context. Find the air beneath the kite, uh, that's a context. Your baby, I'm conscious. Ain't no contest. If you like it, I love it. All your earth tones been blessed. Ain't no stress. Jigaboos want to be. I ain't talking J. Mm-mm, I ain't talking B. I'm talking days we got school watching movie screens. That spike your self-esteem. The new James Bond gonna be black as me. Black as brown hazelnut cinnamon black tea. And it's all beautiful to me. Call the brothers magnificent. Call all the sisters queens. We all on the same team. Blues and pyrus, no colors ain't a thing. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Team, along with co-host Eve Cox, special guest, DeAsia Robinson, for this morning's discussion question. To the African-Americans refer to themselves as kings and queens, to hear one of my favorite verses on one of the albums of all time, in my opinion. DeAsia, don't fight me on this, because I know you don't agree, but <laughs> Kendrick Lamar's <laughs> The Pimper Butterfly is one of the greatest albums ever to exist in the history of hip-hop. And one of my favorite <laughs> verses is from Rhapsody, uh, spitting that self-esteem in the music. So I will just throw back to y'all. We're going to go to the caller here, but I'll just briefly throw back. You cannot tell me with the power of hip-hop, and I can remember my years you know, I'm going to an engineering school, but I'm going to the hoods, clubs, thinking I can handle that because, hey, that's what I'm listening to every day. So the power words, in my opinion, definitely can have an effect, um, you know, being involved and definitely see music absolutely influencing those kids. So uh, if we get more verses like that, I see a positive effect from my quick opinion on that. Let's go to the call. Area code six seven eight last three three zero six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning. This is uh, Tennyson calling from Atlanta. Uh, you know, What's up, King? How you power. doing? Hey, very well. Very well, thanks. Uh, one of the hosts stated that words have power, and that is well said. You know, the way I look at it is uh, niggers and bitches are anger words, and you cannot soften those words, no matter how hard you try. And, and both of those words, niggers and bitches, those are damaged words, and they cannot be repaired. So I think we just have to just put those words to rest, you know, bury those words and forget about it. Um, I have migrated from kings and queens. I, I choose to use gods and goddesses. And the reason for me is I look at kings and queens as freeloaders. You know, you look all around the world, of, you know, from, you know, Great Britain to Thailand, no matter where, Africa, it doesn't matter where. 
is the same thing. Those kings and queens, they're always freeloaders. They don't really do much. They just, you know, just have a title. So, you know, I just don't mess with it. So I do agree with the host when they say, you know, you, you, do, you don't just call somebody something. You just have to know that it has a good meaning behind it. But with gods and goddesses, those are strong. Those are powerful words. And that's what we are. And one th- I want to mention, to one of the hosts stated that in reality there are niggers and bitches. That may be true, but we have to uplift each other. And as uh, Shidan said, no one is born niggers and bitches. So we got to use, I would rather, I don't have any problems being called kings and queens or gods and goddesses. Once it's uplift our people. But if someone calls me a nigger, I'm just letting them know, ooh, no, 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 don't make that mistake. I'm sorry, I'm not a nigger. So, but, you know, I also understand what the, 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 the ladies mentioned that, you know, you can't, they, they choose not to call people they don't know kings and queens. I can see some people kind of taken back by that. And if someone is taken back, then yes. I think it's, if a person doesn't want to be called that, then you said, you know, what do you want to be called? And then you have to make that adjustment. I think that no, is absolutely. But I think we must always do things to uplift each other. No, I love it. And, you know, and to say to your, la- your la- latter point, um, again, as I use it or overuse it, if you will, I definitely correct myself when someone lets me know. They, you know, even if they could say, I understand why you're using it, don't call me that. I've even, um, one of our guests that I've had on in the past regular, um, Justice Rain Kalo, uh, he makes it very clear um, because he looks at, like, kind of like the agent said, the, the word has meanings, and he kind of sees it, like you just said, Tennyson, from the standpoint of um, not so much that they're freeloaders, but he looks at as he looks at it as kings and queens historically have typically oppressed quite often there are people, whatever, so he don't want to be referred to, you know, from that from that standpoint. So I have to respect that he doesn't like the, the term as well. Um, the last thing I'll say, and it's uh, reaffirmed from um, last night's event, I went to um, the Arts and Culture show run by the Brother Sincere. He says the best affirmation, you know, we can give ourselves is, is I am, and, and, and think of the concept like, basically like what you just referred to, Tennyson, um, the concept of I am God, and that's what he said to us last night. Very, very powerful in, in hearing or saying that, you know, again, I am, if we say words have power, whatever you say you are, you will live up to. So definitely respect that concept as well. Thank you for the call, King. Um, yeah, anybody want to give a quick thought on that? I got another caller. So any one of you want to give a quick thought on what Tennyson had to say this morning? Um, I actually, I'll just say, oh, you can go ahead, Eve. Yeah, go ahead, dear, go ahead. Um, I actually, with what he said, uh, it, it makes a, it, he, he, he made a whole lot of sense in what he said. And even with him deciding to use the term God and goddesses, that's the same thing with king and queen. It's like everybody is kind of reaching for something to make them feel good, you know, because, because like, even when you think about like the concept of God and goddesses, you know, there is like, you know, people have different perspectives on that as well. So it's just, it's for me, I just feel like all of those things, whatever one feel like is necessary in order to uplift their people, 
that's absolutely okay, but they have to also understand a lot of times when, like, when a person decides that they don't want to use those terms, they also have to remember that they can't turn around and look at it as something negative when a person says, hey, I would prefer if you not use that term when you're talking to me because just like um, the guy that just got off the line, he preferred to use God God and goddesses. He's evolved past king and queen for his mm-hmm. um, said reasons, right? So you get somebody else that, you know, of course, when you're using the word God and goddess, that's a whole nother conversation because you have, like, <laughs> the religious context tied into it, and you got some people that'll say, hey, don't call me God. And so what would you, that guy turn you around think, and say, you God hey, now? what do you, you want me to call now? you then? You know, like, and, and take it negatively. So it, it's a lot that goes into using these different titles to describe people and respecting uh, them when they don't want to be called a certain term. Uh, absolutely. Let's go to the other caller here. Area code six seven eight last three nine two seven. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Black African power, man, it's brother Unk, man. How you doing, man? Black Socrates, what's good? Hey, how you doing, King? Uh, what's up, King? How you? What you got for us? I know it's gonna be, you know, some dope as always. Thanks for calling in, brother. Unk. Yeah, um, you know, expression and words and conversation and those words y'all talked about as niggas. Whores, tricks, bitches, and all that, and kings and queens and gods. It's part of the American vernacular, and it's based off the way you use it and the context you use it. So I know, like, your favorite word is king, right? But you use it as mm-hmm. a term of endorment and a term of upliftment. You be like, yeah, what's up, king? You said that you look at me as being a positive brother, right? Due to respect of a king. Mm-hmm. Regardless, because kings can be positive and negative. Queens can be positive mm-hmm. and negative. God can That's be real. negative and positive. These are all human words, part of the human experience. And so if an individual don't want me to call, what's up, my nigga, right? It's based off his age, based off his development and understanding, because nigga can be positive and negative. So it's just based off the individual and what they think. But the person that run around saying, don't call me a king like this, shut up and chill out with all that. You know I'm being very positive. You, you go to New York, the nation, gods, and earths, right? They use it as a powerful term of endurance, a powerful term of, you know, uh, leadership and rulership because the god is supposed to have leadership and responsibility. So, you know, sometimes we do a little bit too much. It's always important to respect the person you talk to. But if I'm talking to a person I'm like, yo, don't call me king, don't call me god, then you negative as hell already. I wanted to jump in because I wanted to explore this while we got the age. I don't the age. If you want to stay on longer, we definitely will keep your queen. But I want to ask you why I got this brother saying this. So there's this other aspect, though, um, uh, where, you know, people are using it, as you say, positively. But there is an aspect. I hear the queen say it all the time or I sister say it all the time where some men still are very controlling. So they may call you God. They may call you God. They may call you queen. But ultimately, uh, let me mute you, brother, because you drive wherever you drive, we can hear you right now. But um, they may call you those, these things, but ultimately they want to control you, if you will. So um, any thoughts on that perspective? We're at the top of the hour, so I don't have a lot of thoughts from you, but I'll give you about 30 seconds, and I'll let Asia explore that before we let her go. But do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, so like, some men use it to control queens, and I hear that all the time. 
Yes. I, well, the point is, it's based off of your, your, how you've been raised, what type of parenting, or how your aunt and uncle taught you. Because no man and no woman should be able to control you with words. You have to be in tune with yourself enough not to allow another human being to control you. Yes, words can be very, very powerful. Uh, words can be very poetic. But we're talking about the individual. Like I hear people all the time, well, hip-hop shouldn't say this, you shouldn't say that, but wait a minute. If you have not raised your kid to the level where hip-hop artist, you know what I'm saying, is not their quote-unquote role model, then what have you done as a parent? What have you done as an uh, uncle? So, so no man, no woman, right, should allow another human being to control them with words. We need to work on that as a community. Nah, that's strong. Thank you for that thought, King. We are at the top of the hour. Um, Deasia, I definitely want to hear at least a quick thought. And if you want to stay with us, we definitely will keep you, but I definitely respect your time as well, Queen. Uh, but I know you and I have had that dialogue. So if you could at least throw in your three cents before you go in reference to a lot of people, in a sense, misusing or saying they're throwing out this term of endearment or throwing this term of respect. But in reality, they let respect for you, uh, even though they may use these terms. Any thoughts? So, like I said, had to explore that before you left. Okay, so I, it's two things that I want to touch on with what he said. I'm going to address your question as far as um, a lot of times the way that I look at king and queen, like I feel like you're, my man is it's okay. My man calling me a queen, that's fine because I'm his queen and he's my king. But just, just the average man just like, queen, king, and all of that, and it's count, it, 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 because I'm a literal person, so it's like, okay, after a while, if you're calling me that, um, for lack of a better word, it's like you're pandering for pussy to me, you know, because it's kind of like um, someone like yourself, Montoya, I know that you just use it, and you're just saying it, and, 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 it's, a, and it's a word of endearment, but then also when you just use it loosely all the time, the, the the impact that it has, it diminishes for the simple fact of it's just a term that you just use as an alternative for a more derogatory term. It doesn't have that pack, that, that impact anymore because it's, it's it's just used so loosely for any and everybody. It's just, just another term that you use for man and another term that you use for woman. So it doesn't have that same type of impact on me. Like if you say no, I don't think sense. anything of quick, it because it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Let me cut in real quick, Queen. Queen, can I keep you for ten minutes? Because I, I gotta go to this break. I'm actually up. I'm past the break. Yes, because I wanted to address yeah, something that he said okay, as well. Okay, yeah, no, no, I'm yeah. glad you. Yeah, I just didn't know. If, I didn't know if you had time to stay. So I, I'm, I'm going past my break. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. If y'all will again, this is Eyes on You by Taylor Place, Pace from our amazing sponsor, Square Business Entertainment, giving us that real R&B. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. Vision start being blurry, what I pray for is standing nearby. This is such a surprise, like seeing the Mona Lisa come alive. I had to get this first impression right, this could change the rest of our lives. I never thought I'd find your kind, it's like sight was being given to the blind. Had to feel your sexy body next to mine, so baby, join me for this meeting in my mind. Baby girl, it was a Open my mouth, but I couldn't speak 
I would prefer this over this. You know, and, and if you listen to the caller, he was adamant about, you know, if someone, if, if he's talking to someone and calling them a king and they have a problem with it, he said, go on with it. You're negative. So let me, so let how me is that a, that's not, that so well. that lets me know that people do it just for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you will, let me dialogue with you about this part because here's a nuance that I caught in the, in the caller, and I don't know if Eve heard this. And I may even be able to bring them back on. If you're the caller out there wanting to get in, you do have to press one to let us know that you want to speak. So here's a little bit of what I heard in the in that discussion. Um, he also, I heard this, and you can, I heard him address the energy that somebody says it back to you. So it wasn't just the term "don't call me that." He he uh, he was addressing the energy in which you said. He was saying that the way I say it, quite often people understand the energy. And if you're using it positively, and he just says, if somebody responds, don't call me no king, and he and the energy is part of what he was saying, not maybe address, please don't call me that or something to that. So he was really addressing the energy with somebody, because there are some people who will snap back just from you using it for their own reasons. And so I heard him addressing the, the energy that somebody returns it with you, not just saying, don't call me that. So I think that was a part of the aspect of it, too. And I can understand that, again, the energy in which you say something can, you know, be perceived or misperceived sometimes. So I didn't I didn't hear just the terms. I heard him specifically say, if somebody snaps back, don't call me that, then they're being negative. And he's like, go on with that. So I just wanted to be a little fair in that I think the energy part is what he was particularly honing into. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I understand that. I, I, I don't see the energy part of it because he also started with okay. saying, like, you know, words can, you know, it can have negative and it can have positive. So he's fully, you know, he's fully aware of that. I think it's just because this person is not receptive of him actually using the words. And so it is looked at as negative. And the reason why I, 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 got, I gathered that is because he didn't specify it was energy. So I won't make that assumption. And also because well, no, he did specify. I that happens did, a lot he with he, people. Before he said it, he said the energy then, then said it. He says the energy that people come at. And then he says, don't call me that. He says, then you're just being negative. So he did specify it just to be clear. You know, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying okay. you're Well, I must have didn't hear that part, and so, that's okay. So you know. mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, but I must have heard that part. Call, but, but, I um, can... mm-hmm. but I want to, what I wanted to do is let you close out your thoughts, and thank you for your time. So if anything else you want to leave us with, um, in particular, just in reference to this, we want to, again, I appreciate you for taking the time. You've been excellent. We love the perspective because it makes us get into the nuance. That's the beauty of having different perspectives on these subjects. So thank you for your time, Queen. But, yeah, give us a closing thought and then let people know how they can stay in contact with what you're doing or hear what you're doing. Because I will tell you, um, if y'all feel like we're doing an intelligent conversation, uh, the Asia and her co- and her her co-host they go even more raw with these conversations. So I definitely appreciate and enjoy what you do on Locked and Loaded. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you for being with us this morning. Well, first I want to thank you and Eve for having me on the show. I definitely um, had a blast with this conversation. The time went by a whole lot faster than what I thought. Um, uh, in closing, I just want to say. You know, for conversation purposes, we do have to have these talks from different perspectives so that we can speak for, you know, everybody on each side of the coin. And I feel as though at the end of the day, um, there is nothing wrong with actually using those terms. It just means something different 
to other people, and it's absolutely okay if certain people don't want to be referenced by those terms. Um, and we do have a responsibility to uplift ourselves and also those within our community. And what we're trying to do right now is just figure out better ways, dealing with each other and, and, and caring for each other. And as we try to figure this thing out, um, these conversations are needed in order for us to be able to get a better understanding of each other and what resonates to us. So um, by all means, if there's people out there that want to use the term king and queen, that's absolutely okay. If you want to reference me as a queen, that's absolutely okay. Um, if it's done too often, then I will think that you're pandering for pussy if you're a man that's doing it because it's like you have to, you know, I feel like you need to know me in order to know the queen in me uh, for you to continuously reference me as that. But um, and all in all, I do understand everyone is not as literal as myself. So um, it's not a problem with using those terms. I just don't feel like it's an absolutely necessary thing to do. But if that's what gets you going, that's what keeps you uplifted, by all means, do so. But respect those if they decide that they don't want to be referenced by those terms and don't look at it as it's something negative and it's you have the right to use a derogatory term as an alternative for those words. And those are my How do they, what, stay in con- how do they listen you to you, it? Queen? Go ahead and get that out before we go to the break. Um. Um, you can find me every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on Locked and Loaded on Facebook. Locked is L-O-C, apostrophe T, and Loaded um, is me along with Kitty Saints, a.k.a. Auntie Kitty. Um, you can also follow us on Locked and Loaded at IG and uh, YouTube. And also you can follow me on IG at Adorned Barbarian. Um, and... My name, DeAsia Robinson. You can also uh, follow me on my personal page, um, DeAsia Robinson, on Facebook. Uh, thank you, Queen. You were excellent. We all get the break to the callers. We will get to heavy callers coming afterwards. You do have to press one if you want to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Queen Jenga is a person many people probably never have heard of. But once you read her story, and I hope you will, you'll be amazed and uh, hopefully inspired as well. Queen Jenga was the queen of the Mbundu people in Africa. And she lived between 1583 and 1663. Uh, She was a very, very powerful woman. She was a great leader. And she fought against the Portuguese in the slave trade in Central Africa. Now, she was a ruler of a land that was is today what they call Angola. And, of course, uh, back in those days, it was very, very difficult for them to combat the English and the French and, and the Spanish and the Portuguese and everyone who was trying to get into, into Africa and take slaves. Well, her brother sent her on a mission because he was pretty weak, a pretty weak guy, and he sent her on a mission to meet the Portuguese governor. 
And when she got to the meeting, the governor, there was only one chair sitting in there, and that was for the governor. And the governor ordered his servants to bring her a mat to sit on. But instead of sitting on the mat, she ordered one of her servants to come and get down on his hands and knees, and she sat on his back, putting her eye to eye with the governor throughout the negotiations. Uh, Queen Jinga was a person who understood how to negotiate, and she also understood that she needed to deal with the Portuguese at that time because that was her way of getting ammunition and rifles for her troops as well as trying to keep them off of her land. But they continued to press and press on and on into the Mbundu land, and when her brother committed suicide because it got to be too much pressure for him, she became the queen, and she formed alliances with other rival tribes, and they all combined to start a war against the Portuguese. And for 30 years, she fought against the Portuguese, and for 30 years, they tried to capture or kill her, but they were never able to capture her or kill her. And she died uh, at the age of 82, and she, when she died, she died in her, uh, in her village. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Eve Cox. This morning's discussion question, should African Americans refer to themselves as kings and queens? You're a longtime listener. We have to give a little historical context because we've made reference to, I'll explain why I use it, kings and queens as a term of endearment. Uh, we briefly mentioned that some people look to uh, some of our, the historical context for why we consider ourselves kings or queens or think that we, in a sense, um, come from kings and queens uh, from a lineage perspective. Um, and so it only made sense, in my opinion, to bring uh, Queen Jenga to the table from a historical context uh, as kind of even just a, a, a touch point for, for any parents out there to say, if I can just throw this out, if you have children, they should know who Queen Jenga is, uh, spelled in. Z-I-N-G-A, but Queen Jinga, pronounced Queen Jinga, uh, if you will. So definitely referencing that queen from those who, for those who say we come from, uh, in a sense, that level of lineage. Uh, in particular, we're, I mean, if you want to get factual, we're talking about Central Africa. And for the most part, if you were to, I always make sure I make this very clear from a scientific standpoint. Um, for the most part, you take our DNA, more likely our ancestors are from Western Africa, if you will. Uh, so not necessarily that we as African-Americans directly come from her, um, but the idea, if you're going to use these words, queen and, and king, and, 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 and we're caring about the next generation, make sure they know who that amazing queen is as she fought to keep her land free until she died. Um, an amazing story. Uh, we started our uh, Black Socrates, as I go by, um, our Cliff Notes event last month, where we went over the destruction of black civilization and basically gives a lot of insight to uh, how she was able to, if you will, fight off the Portuguese. And again, it's just kind of a paying in a bowl to one of our technically greatest ancestors, if you will. So I had to kind of throw that out there. Um, Eve, before I go to the caller, any thoughts? Uh, it could be in reference to uh, something that was said in the last segment or highlighting the Queen of Jenga. Anything you want to say before we go to another caller? Um, thank you for patiently uh, bearing with me as I get through these breaks. Absolutely. Um, I enjoyed listening um, about you know, Queen Jenga for sure. And that just speaks to my point that I was making earlier is um, it's very important for, you know, the youth coming up. Um, they see a lot of examples of um, 
you know, queens and kings from, you know, text from the textbook sense. Um, but it is so important that if we are going to develop um, an understanding of whether or not we want to be referred to as, you know, queens and kings, it's very important that, um, you know, our youth are aware of why we would even choose to refer to one another as a king or a queen. Um, so thank you for um, definitely sharing that clip. I appreciate you. Let's see what the caller has. If you're out on the line already, you have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. Area code 817-LAST-3691. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Montoya, Mickey Dalton out of Arlington, Texas. How you doing, my brother? Hey, King, glad to have you back in. How you doing, King? What you got for us? Doing well. I got something just real brief, man. Um, one, um, for the topic at hand, um, is it necessary? Not nece- it, I don't think it's necessarily necessary, but I don't have a problem with it. Um, I get the intent, and usually it's positive, so haven't had any negative experiences there. But I did want to give a shout-out to all the everyone on the panel, but I did want to specifically highlight the Asia I come on this show to be challenged, to challenge my own perspective, my own paradigm, and I, I just didn't expect um, such a thorough and in-depth perspective that she gave. So it was it was encouraging, uplifting, and even entertaining at times. So I just wanted to publicly, I wanted to catch her when she was on, but really just to give yeah, her a shout-out and, uh, and a shout-out to Mental Dialogue for having this conversation because I actually came away with something that um, I didn't think I would get. So that's my three cents, man. Thank you. Hey, I love it, man. I mean, you, you know, I, I mean, obviously – uh, we you know we work very hard to do that, and you've been a guest on the show before. I'll just to throw that out there. This is one of our supporters, so I say be like uh, Mickey. Uh, he's one of our supporters, uh, long-time listeners, uh, but definitely I always appreciate the big ups because that's the goal, you know what I mean? Even if we're going to explore something, we want to go a little more in depth and challenge one another. As I always say, um, as you get older, the only way that you – once you get out of formal schooling, if you will, the only way we challenge ourselves as adults is to hear ideas different than our own, and we have to – avoid the mistake of getting in our circles only and hearing and getting comfortable with hearing ideas that are equivalent what people believe as we do uh, you can have a great circle but there is stagnation that will always set in if you're never challenging yourself so I appreciate you for highlighting the fact that uh, you know we were able to do that this morning so thank you for those thoughts King my pleasure alright no doubt uh, Eve I'm just going to kind of turn it back over to you I got a, definitely a, a, a place we can go because uh, you know, we didn't idea of even what is a king. I, I saw a, a thought explored um, before I go into, in a sense, what is a king. And this is something that I happen to see on, on Facebook, and it's how it always works. The universe comes together as you're coming up and preparing for a topic. Uh, things just seem to fall in line as, as we're preparing. Um, but before I jump into, in a sense, what is a king today, um, if you want to put those things in context, um, just wanted to see if there's any other thoughts you wanted to throw out there before I, I an- try to answer what is a king today, because I think that's in reference to the cut we heard at the top of the hour uh, where the guy was saying there's a standard you need to meet if you're going to even call yourself such. Um, just, again, any quick thoughts before I, I, I get into that, um, to that um, comparison, if you will. I, I totally agree with that. There's a standard. Um, you know, Deja reference, well, you know, there's some people that are acting like bitches and there's some people who are acting like hoes. It's a reality. 
Um, so I think that, you know, like I was mentioning, you would have to know me in order to for that word to have um, the effect that, um, you know, as a term of endearment, you would have to know me um, in order to refer to me as a queen. Um, so I think that's very important to um, understand that, you know, when we do refer to each other as a king or a queen, um, there's a level of respect. Um, there's a standard that, you know, you see perhaps in that person. So it's important to, you know, understand that if we are using these terms that we should certainly act that way. No, it makes sense. And here's something that I've always heard, and this is the pushback I've received, I'm not so much on the show, uh, but the fact that I, you know, I even type that in reference points on social media, I'll refer to somebody as a queen, a king, and I've been corrected. And, and as People have said on this show, I respect it when somebody says don't do that or whatever, and I absolutely, you know, try to make sure I am respectful of it. Uh, but I can, you know, again, without knowing you, maybe overuse it, if you will. So that's something that I also can admit to. Um, but one of the pushbacks that, that I've uh, quite often heard uh, from some people, and this is to be respected as well, and I'm going to share this comparison as well, uh, but just the, even the idea of how is someone a king or queen for example, if they're not married, when you think of kings and queens, typically uh, you're even thinking of power families marrying one another to have power over another kingdom. You know, you're marrying into the family or the lineage or who will be the next king of generational uh, perspective because uh, I'm definitely an advocate of uh, marriage's wealth, if you will, uh, and not to bring that, you know, that, that, that to the table, if you will, but be respectful of those who says, well, how can, you know, saying this as a challenge to me, how can you refer to people as kings and queens, and in a sense, they're not even, you know, in a sense, they're not married yet. They're not in that position. Uh, but there's this one brother, um, I won't say his name because he made this private, but I wanted to share his thoughts in reference to, in a sense, the concept of today where people do consider themselves, if, if, if you will, we're kind of going through a, another revelation of black pride, if you will. We think of black power ages of the 60s and things of that nature. I think we're starting to see, if you will, the collective racist theme, at least challenge that we look at ourselves in a more positive way. Uh, but I saw this one brother um, break this down, and, um, and and I just wanted to share this thought and get your thoughts as well, um, Steve. Brother says, the question is not do women want kings. The question is what kind of king? Um, beta kings, as he refers to one group, agrees to sharing power, equal partnership, and he attracts Jezebels like King Ahab in the Bible. His love blinds him and was never strong enough to procure his own self-esteem and or economic growth. She is the sinner. Alpha kings don't agree to sharing power, equal partnership. His, he personifies King David, the King Solomon, King Jehus, men that revolutionized his offspring and society as a whole through balls, bloodshed, sheer will and wisdom. The Bible illustrates a commonality in modern society. There will always be more blue pill kings than red pill kings, and the blue pill kings being the beta kings and the red pill being the alpha kings. Most men are not comfortable with power, rule, control, and dominance. Men just need that. When she calls you king or she says she's looking for her king, think very deeply and logically about the meaning of such a title and decide which one you are going to be. 
had to bring that to the table, just happened to come across it, knowing we were preparing for this show. But, again, it always works out that little things pop up on my timeline as I'm preparing for a show. Um, your thoughts, Queen, as you hear um, this brother break down the different types of kings that exist in his mind today. I think that's a good piece. Um, for sure, um, the idea of a woman saying, oh, well, she's looking for her king. Um, it is very important to know how that person would even view a king. How does that person define that word? It's very important to, you know, have that dialogue, you know, with, um, you know, when I think of a woman saying that, you know, for that man to take a close look at what that would mean. And it's very important for those two people to be sure that they're on the same page. I mean, even today's conversation, uh, Deja's, her perspective is, is one that I totally get and respect. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, tying that into that piece, um, I think that it's very important that the definition or the meaning that, you know, we place on those words that is, you know, shared, especially as we consider, um, you know, referring to one another as kings and queens. I love it. We are up against another break. Again, we got callers out there. If you're trying to get in, I hope you're listening clearly. It's your first time calling in. You do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. We also have people who listen online, so we don't automatically bring you on if you're just listening. If you're on the phone, if you're on line, I'm sorry, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Big Sense Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sense Media. You need web design? Call Big Sense Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sense Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sense Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com, 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Call them at 404-465-4348. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. 
If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. Moneymotivation.com. We are appreciative of another one of our longtime sponsors. Supporting what we're doing here on the Mental Dialogue Show, MoneyMotivation.com. Go visit that website to see the amazing streetwear brand, black-owned company, as well as appreciate Big Sis Media for re-upping their sponsorship with us. Um, we we'll definitely meet all of your media and digital needs. That's who I often use uh, for, for for their services, uh, business cards and graphics and things of that nature. So definitely. Make sure you are a supporter of not only the Mental Dialogue Show, but ensure that our sponsors, again, like to bring you vetted people who look like us and do brilliant business. So definitely appreciate of them. This morning's discussion question, should African-Americans refer to themselves as kings and queens, uh, special guest co-hosts? Uh, and so mm-hmm. you mentioned and you agree with Jermaine, uh, the guy at the top of the hour saying, hey, there should be a standard. Um, I, I love what you just said. That's a conversation that needs to be understand, you know, understood, you know, what we mean by these terms. And the reality is, and as, I, as I've been going through this dialogue, and this is kind of a live thought on air, uh, again, being someone clearly who uses it, overly uses it, that's particularly for this show, um, to, our, you know, to our truth seekers out there listening. Um, again, just wanting to use it as a term of endearment, something for us to aspire to, um, you know, absolutely, you know, bringing back the historical context, of the, uh, uh, I remember reading in uh, Todd Nahisi Coates, uh, Between the World and Me, uh, he made reference to the Queen Jenga uh, thing, that, um, the cut that we played in reference to that moment where she went to negotiate with the Portuguese governor who tried to disrespect her by having her sit down on a mat lower. And in his book, um, the way he approached it in Between the World and Me was, was eye-opening. Again, love that book, just throwing it out there. Uh, but I remember it was very eye-opening for me uh, when he was talking about, you know, in a sense, being a student at Howard and learning more about his history and realizing a reality for us, even from an ancestral standpoint, is uh, as much as we could even big up a Queen Jenga. The reality is, or at least from his perspective in the book, and this is how I understood it, was the reality is more than likely, even if we were, in a sense, could trace our lineage back to even um, those particular Africans, the more unlikely, as much as we like to even use these terms, kings and queens, as a term of endearment, the reality is more than likely we might have been the person bent down that she's sitting on. That in reality, there's only one king and queen typically at any given time. So even the overall idea that we descend from kings and queens, if you look at it in put it in the context of reality, generally speaking, they, as we say, you ruled over kingdoms and things of that nature. The reality is more likely you descended from those who they, who were under them or who might bend down and, and sit on, you know, have the queen sit on your back to ensure that she's respected in that moment. And so it was eye opening for time. Now he said to think that's our entire history from that perspective um, in the, uh, just to give a quick other perspective, again, just trying to be fair to the information that we get. Um, 
as far as the, from the destruction of black civilization, again, a book we just studied last month, um, when there, Chester Williams says that white historians, when they look at that moment, they see it exactly as that. So as much as you want to big her up her, uh, he or she, this is saying his, his, their perspective. Their perspective is as much as you want to big up, up her, she has uh, someone serving her sitting on their back. And that's their perspective. Again, history is somebody's perspective. What Chancellor Williams says is if you understood how much her people loved her in that fight against the Portuguese, she says that servant was glad to bend down because she could sit on him lightly to ensure that his queen got the proper respect in the negotiations and the fact that she was fighting against her people's enslavement, it was no way that she had a slave bending down. This was somebody who was in full support. And again, I encourage people to go learn this queen's history because it is absolutely amazing. I mean, even to the point of just throwing it out there, faking her death uh, or whatever, to be able to just defend herself. And, and again, the land now that's referred to as Angola, basically that when she left, I um, mean, it basically was still free uh, when she was ruling, if you will. And so, Again, just throwing out a lot of perspectives on how we can even look at the term king and queens, and, and others can say, hey, here you will have you know, slaves or whatever, but the real perspective might be amongst her people wasn't seen as such, because she definitely outlawed enslavement and the, you know, to a certain extent amongst her people. And I say to a certain extent, just to give one more piece of context, and I'll let you jump in, Eve, um, you know, to, and I say to a certain extent, outside of those who were traitors to their, to their community. She gladly put them in slave enslavement in uh, in in that trade or whatever because again there was money being made in the enslavement trade again that's to give full context I don't like pieces of the information uh, but again this is just another way to highlight Queen Jinga somebody that our community should absolutely know and I did not think it was fair to have this discussion and not highlight um, that queen um, if you will any quick thoughts on that uh, I want to ask another question but I just want to make sure we handle that in full context before I ask this. This other question. Yeah, you can go ahead with your question. Oh, so just wanted to make another reference point. So again, this is a challenge that I thought was somewhat fair uh, to me, again, mm-hmm. uh, in using the term for a number of years. And the first challenge I ever got was simply this. How can you refer to someone as a king and queen who's not married? Um, I think, again, I think marriage is well. I think it, it speaks to legacy. People have heard me say that quite often. Um, so in that challenge, um, I think it's a, a fair challenge. Again, I've personally chosen to use it for endearment to inspire um, ourselves, our next generation. So, of course, I've made that very clear. But I do think it is a fair challenge for somebody who says it should be reserved for people who have gotten married and are looking to leave a legacy. And almost maybe a little uh, above to what the Asia was saying was, you know, what is it that you rule over? What is it that you have? And even if it's just your own world that you in a sense, are sovereign over because, uh, you know, as we as she mentioned, the idea of being, a, quote, unquote, an oppressed people in this country, you know, there's aspects that we're always trying to contend for what is actually ours. And so uh, I think one of the best ways to, you know, get that, get come together with a legacy-minded perspective in creating a family and leaving a legacy, uh, which we quite often push and for that others, should, you know, that we should be doing that. And so for those who say, well, if you're not doing that, then why would I refer to you as a king and queen? Any thought uh, from, you know, from those who might have that perspective? Mm, yeah, so um, just, you know, 
something you said, which is what are we ruling over? Um, if we're going to have these titles, king, queen, what are we ruling over? What are you leaving as a legacy? Um, because we do have our own kingdom. Um, you know, if I can use that word lightly, my my home is where I feel that this is my kingdom, you know. So the legacy piece is important. Um, that's the reason why I still think that, you know, when if you do choose to use the terms kings and queens, you should at least know that person, you know. So to use it loosely, um, you know, just casually because, you know, it's an African-American um, I think it's more effective if you have that knowledge of, of that king and that queen. Um, you know them personally. You would have to know them personally, in my opinion, to even be able to give that um, title to another person. Um, so, no, you know, with the sense. queen, yeah, with the queen, you know, you know, you you raised a good point. The person who she was sitting on was more than likely honored to be in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and it wasn't because, you know, this was someone she didn't have a knowledge or a backdrop with or, you know, someone that, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't know or didn't know. He knew exactly or she knew exactly what their role was for that queen and were honored, you know. So that's just what I was thinking, listening to, you know, those several, those things, those issues and, and perspectives you raised. No, absolutely. I know I'd be jumping a lot of places. Um, and, again, I feel like even the, you know, how is somebody a king or queen if they're not married um, obviously, I use it despite somebody bringing that challenge, but when I say that the challenge is fair, um, and I say it from this standpoint, that if we're saying that there needs to be a standard, if we're going to throw these terms out, so maybe we could explore, you know, that's what we're doing here to a certain extent. Maybe we can explore what, you know, what does that standard look like? And even if it's not even in complete agreement that marriage alone is the thing that makes you a king or queen, if you will, uh, we definitely, in my opinion, should or could even consider adding um, kings and queens, in a sense, pass down wealth, pass down legacy. And so if, if your aspiration is to be such, then that should be included in the standard that you at least strive to if you're going to call yourself a king or a queen, in a sense, whether married or not. But it's just an idea about, again, if we're saying there are standards versus, as y'all say, using it loosely with any and whoever, which I do, um, again, this is why we explore the conversation. You know, it's definitely a thought. I got Brother Pianchi out of St. Louis trying to jump in. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Brother Pianchi? Thanks for being with us this morning. How you doing, King? You ain't teaching this morning. It's been a while since we heard from you, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm laying low. Enjoying <laughs> life. I got it. I got it. What you got and for this my morning, head King? Goes, my head goes off to L&R, uh, one of your advertisers. Excellent business. But, uh, you know, in essence, people can call themselves whatever they want to. They grow. 
and if they want to be called bees and ends, that's their business. And that's I know where people are coming from and they're talking. But if they trying to, I hear folks trying to associate Africa, like in the Budweiser King and Queen series, that was really taken out of context. Uh, the term king is something that the Europe uh, societies uh, tried to relate to uh, the same sort of position of royalty and nobility that went on in Africa. Uh, what you call a king in the Ashanti in a Khan uh, society is called a henny. Uh, Ose Tutu is a Ashanti henny. He's not a king or they're chiefs. So I'd rather be called Chief Pianchi rather than being called King Pianchi. <laughs> I like that. I like that. No, I absolutely respond to that. Yeah, go ahead, Eve. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I appreciate yeah, that it. perspective. And I, let me let me throw this out to you, brother Pianchi, before you go. I was so glad. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this history because you always give us so much information. So as I, uh, you know, I admittedly, was reading the destruction of the black civilization for the first time under Chancellor Williams. I was so proud to find out uh, the name Pianchi and how powerful that has been in our lineage. So you, I realized now you didn't get that name out of nowhere. Um, just reading about uh, Pianchi and how powerful uh, that uh, chief was. I mean, refer to you correctly, right? How powerful that chief was in the history of his people. So that's a powerful name. And it was interesting. Again, you've been a long time caller coming across that that history. So thank you for being um, such a long time listener and caller of the Mr. Dollar Talk Show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't know why they named me that, but I guess I don't know why they named me that, but they did. But my second part of my name is Ben Coley, which is a builder, which eventually I was a builder. So <laughs> I guess wow. that's all. Names are powerful. Nah, yeah, they are. Powerful. Thank you very much. Yes. Nah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. How about that? I'm sorry to call you Chief Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> you got a new hey, I gotta, hey, I got to respect what people want to be called, right? That's you know right. what I mean? Right. No, nah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, just that thought of needing to be married again, I think that is a fair challenge, or as I said, you know, even before Chief Yucky, I'm going to refer to calling him that, uh, before Chief Yucky, uh made his thought. Uh, again, the fair challenges, maybe it's something that we could expire to. So if we're even going to throw these words around, whether loosely or intentional, uh, maybe we should give more thought. And the reason I'm even saying that is because I'm actually now going all the way back to how I eventually started to no longer use the word nigga, if you will, right? Um, uh, for years, I kind of stood by it. I would defend it, you know, even to the you know, elder, uh, you know, the older community would challenge the fact that I would use it, uh, just you know, just based on different things and and what I used to always say, and this is still true to this day. Uh, kind of with the, even to what um, Brother Pianchi was referring to, people can call themselves whatever they want to be called, uh, but I used to always say to the you know, other generation that the, the you know having been in the military, that some people say that term is is negative at all times, and I used to say, well, no. Some of the pe- the people that I would die for, they was my niggas, and I meant that. Like if I <laughs> if I call someone, you know, this is my brother, or this is my friend, they didn't have the status symbol that my niggas had. So while you know I understand the history of the word, you can't tell me I'm not I'm using this word negatively when I mean it with the most abundance of love that I could give at the time. 
So I came from that position to over the years, for example, hearing a dialogue between Cornell West and Michael Dyson, one of the best dialogues I ever heard. I wish I would have played some of the cut here today about, you know, why um, Dyson was saying why the word could still be used. Cornell was saying, hey, here's why we should no longer use it. And I mentioned some of what he had said earlier when he just says when it goes out into the atmosphere or through the airways, through our music, you now have lost control over who could use it. And, you know, we know we still take issue with others quite often using the word the next generation doesn't as much. And that's partly what moved me away from using it. I was kind of like, wow. Again, I grew up in the South and it literally, you know, beat some ass over that word. It's keeping it 100 right now. And um, so seeing the next generation, you know what I mean, just keep it under 100. Seeing the next generation allow it to be used in ways that I could never accept, uh, I started rocking with Cornell West. Like, you know what, we don't have control of that word. Let me move past it. Uh, But I go all the way back to that context because I realized um, even in me get, coming up with the idea of I'm no gonna I'm no longer gonna use the word, the biggest thing that came out of that dialogue was just between Dyson and Cornell was just the different levels of understanding. And the reality is when you say something and somebody, as you've been saying, quiet through, throughout this show, somebody doesn't know you or know about you, then they can assume whatever they want about how you're using the word, especially if they don't know you. And so exactly. it's almost going almost like it's maybe to the Asians thought the idea of however you're using it, if they don't know the context, then to a certain extent, people can take whatever they want from it. And it's just, I don't, I don't know if I, I have a place that I'm going, but I'm just kind of saying that even me thinking about the no longer using nigger, if you will, from that context, I'm actually starting to see in this context of me constantly using king and queen, it's not really different. It's really the same you know what I'm saying? Mental thoughts. You know what I mean? Like while I while I have exactly. my reasonings or whatever, you know what 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 is there to what what stands? And and so if we're gonna consider it, then I think we do have to say, okay, what is the standard? Can we put a standard on it? Because without putting a standard on it, then I fairly understand how people say, don't call me that, or it means nothing, or you're just calling anybody, no matter how they act then it becomes useless. I understand that thought as we dialogue through this show. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. That's good. That's good growth, Montoya. Um, I would just say, you know, that's very important. You know, how is that person, how does that person define that word? Like, what does it mean to them? Um, Because like I said at the beginning of the show, um, I can just reflect back on the first time I think I heard you refer to me as a queen. And so it threw me back, you know, it's it, okay, so I had to think about it. You know, what does he mean by that? Okay. And then it's, well, am I a queen? So then there it prompts a whole lot of questions. And if I am a queen, then that's where you start placing that meaning, that definition, what does it mean to you? Um, Personally, you know, it's good to, you know, like you said, have this dialogue because, um, you know, I had to consider some, some, how I feel about um, being called queen. Um, So it takes me to a place mentally where I have to, Reflect. It does take away. It could take away from the interaction. 
um, especially if it's not perceived as a term of endearment. Right. No, it's a good thought. And I, and I am willing to say that in being intentional about it, again, very being intentional with mental dialogue, I always say if we can improve the conversation inside your own head, you will be better, therefore mm-hmm. our community is better. So I'm I'm willing, to, I'm, I throw it out there knowing that that is at risk. I don't assume that everybody's mm-hmm. going to receive it a positive way. But the reason I'm, in a sense, still, in a sense, willing to do it is because the thought that you have is part of the reason why I use it. Because if you are taken aback and have to think about it, some for some people, it could it could be this, and they may not walk away from me taking it in a positive way, but it could be their first time being challenged with being seen as great. Like they don't know how to take it if all they've ever seen or been they've gotten they've normalized the negativity in their lives. And so me throwing mm-hmm. it back, they may not in the moment receive it, cognitive dissonance seeks in. Again, it may not be positive for everybody, but I do it for what ended up happening between you and I. This is the first time you and I have talked about it. So I don't, I've, I'm just now hearing that that's you were taken aback. I'm not surprised because when I started using it, and I, I tell you I'm dealing with the psychology of our people, I'm not doing. I'm not using it loosely. I understand that it can create that for people. I am absolutely glad to hear that ultimately you love it and like it, but you are taken aback. And I expect, you know, we hearing that we're great. How often are we hearing right. it? I see she's done trying to get back in. I got another caller, so I'm gonna go to the other caller. <laughs> okay. We're gonna try to sneak you in. We got we got five minutes. Let's see if we can get both of them in. All right. Area code six four seven. Last three zero five zero. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, you're yeah. good. We're going to make it happen. We, I, I ain't let you in for no reason. You don't have to apologize. Let's get the thought out. Let's, let's make it quick. Uh, say your name, where you're calling from, and give us your three yeah, cents yeah, this morning. you good. Patrick, Patrick. Right now I'm in Texas. I um, I don't know if this has been covered already, but kings and queens, we have to understand what they are, and do you even want to be one? Kings and queens mm-hmm. are on welfare. Fair enough. Kings and queens are exalted due to bloodline, not due to whether they – are, are are skilled in a certain area, whether they're deserved. So we have to really understand what a king and a queen is, and is that something that's old and outdated, or is that something that's new? I mean, like I said, kings and queens really are on welfare, and they're exalted due to bloodline. Who I wouldn't want to be part of anything like that. So <laughs> I, love, I, I think we have to come, come to terms with what it is first, and stop pumping ourselves up on something that we may not even want. We don't want mm-hmm. royalty. That royalist system is old and outdated, and it's oppressive and, and that kind of thing. So, no, fair enough. Here's one question you said. And I'm gonna go to Shadon next, but thank you for the call, King. Uh, man, here's something that you said. Just to, you know, and this is a slight pushback. Even and you already said it, but I just want to just kind of highlight that you said it. Uh, you said, "Oh, is it something new?" And so I would say. Um, I'm, in a sense, trying to use it in the newer sense of the word because I absolutely understand, um, as I've already mentioned earlier on the show, even if we look back to the royalty, if we look at it as royalty, even historically, even in the sense of Africa, at the end of the day, there's one king and one queen. And so clearly everybody's not coming from that. So I would say as something new based on our experience. Our American experiences, as I quite often like to add to it. And again, I'm not fighting this. Is, you know, again, I'm just giving you my perspective. Your perspective is just fine. And, abs- and we've said this constantly throughout the show. 
if you don't want to be called that, I would absolutely not do that. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways to look at it, and I appreciate the thoughts. Let me get Shadon on for her la- to make her the last call of the day. But thank you for your call- thoughts, King. Shadon, I see you trying to jump back in. we got about three minutes, so if you can do it in one and a half minutes, I'll let you talk. <laughs> Oh, you know what? No, I wasn't trying to jump back in. I must have hit a button by oh, mistake. Okay. But I, oh, okay. I, I, I will just say okay. an amazing conversation, and I am so grateful that you all had it. I, I respect all the different perspectives, but no, I wasn't trying to jump back in, but I love okay, it. Okay, no problem. Okay, cool. I'm going to jump back <laughs> yeah. in, brother. This is his first time calling in. All right, brother, I'm bringing you back live just in case Eve want to give a thought to what um, Eve, you want to give a right. talk, uh, thought to what this brother out of Texas had to say. Go ahead, Queen. No, I mean, I, I I think that's good. It's the challenge. <laughs> Do you even want the job? <laughs> Do you want to be that's a king? True. Do you want to be a queen? But you we, know, so. I, I think it's in the yeah, Go ahead, brother. Get your, get your, yeah, get one thought out. We're going to get out of the thing. Go ahead, give us your thought, brother. If we're going to define it, then let's read. If you're going to redefine what it is, then let's redefine mm-hmm. it. But don't Makes leave sense. it on the old definition because, it, number mm-hmm. one, it never worked. A king and a queen, that system has never worked, even for Africa. It never, in the final analysis, it never worked. It always failed. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's why, yeah, we don't see. Yeah, yeah. Even if we think of the, yeah, even if we think of the British Empire, they're figureheads. They're not actually ones running the government. So even in in that empire, who keeps it, it's even fake and a facade, even for them. Uh, so they're very, very fair thought, and I appreciate it. That's why we do these dialogues to get these different perspectives. So I appreciate you, King. Uh, thank you very much for your three cents this morning. Uh, we got a minute and a half, Eve. So I'm gonna give you. Thank you. For, hey, you were in the saddle. Thank you for your patience and rocking with us. I uh, hope you're gonna make a habit of this with me. I'm just kind of putting you out there <laughs> on the spot, live on the air. <laughs> so definitely Clearly. appreciate your uh, perspective um, this month. No, absolutely. But if you want to give a quick thought or if there's anything you want to share with the um, uh, audience, please do it at this time. I'm just going to, I just want to say thanks for this opportunity, Montoya. Um, it's, I like, you know, the dialogue was great. <laughs> I like it. Um, and so I'm sure I'll come back. <laughs> Hopefully hope the so. mental dialogue community would welcome me to come back. So I just want to yeah, end with will. what I started with um, earlier at the top of the show, words have meaning. Um, and, you know, it's important to know enough about the words that we're using, um, labels. It's important to know what they mean. Um, and so I just wanted to leave you with this um, thought because I wanted to ask this question. What is your definition, Montoya, of a king? And what is your definition of a queen? Um, and so we don't have to, you don't have to tell me right now, but I just want to leave you with those questions. Um, so thanks for hey, having beautiful. me. No, absolutely. But a beautiful way to end the show with a question. That's what we do. We ask enough of the <laughs> right questions, we will get to the answers. Thank you for that. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. In the in the show, we're gonna play a quick cut from Kendrick Lamar's "Complexion," which plays out that Rhapsody Acapulco y'all heard earlier today. So it's just a nice little ending to the nice little bow tie to this morning's show. We'll see y'all next Saturday. <laughs> 
all I ask is that you think. Beauty is what you make it. I used to be so mistaken by different shades and faces. And wit told me a woman is woman. Love the creation. It all came from God. Then you was my confirmation. I came to where you reside. And looked around and see more sights for sore eyes. Let the Willie Lynch theory reverse a million times with complexion. Same team, blues and pyros, no colors ain't a thing. 